Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. I'm Carl. I'm Dimitri. <laughs> I'm Joe Cherney. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. I think at some point people are going to forget your real name. It's, yeah, it's Kevin. <laughs> it's like, that's the plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this week, uh, we have a lot of questions from you guys. Yeah, we're going to do like a mailbag week, right? A, like, a, well, the mailbox. Like a, like a fax we, sheet. I checked our email box and we had a whole yes. bunch of questions. And some from Instagram, I think, too. Yeah. Uh, mailbag? Mail. I think it's, it's be this mail comes in a bag, right? They carry around in the bag. Oh, Let's yeah. call it mailbox. Which century do you live in? Yeah, it's not a bag anymore. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the fucking box? <laughs> do you get it delivered by a raven? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> I don't even get mail anymore. I think it's always just uh, bills, bills, taxes. What I do is Pretty actually I use um ads or bills. But what I do is literally I, I use my mother's maiden name. In for the, your legal uh, activities for the phone book so when I get mail that uses that name I'm like okay then I know it's just someone who just picked my name out of the phone book right but uh, you're in the phone book I'm <laughs> <laughs> in the system in a what <laughs> I'm in the cloud um, yeah so Space. quick wrist check before going through those questions um, I'll start since last month ish I have my last purchase so my Carl F. Bookerer chronograph from the 70s everything is going Extremely well. Besides that, um, I need a, a service now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, subdial minute uh, hand is okay. uh, jumping, but not doing its thing properly. But uh, super uh, after-sales service from uh, Time Titans. He give me names, people to contact. If I wanted to ship him back the watch, like he give me like a, all the options. Is like if you want to go with someone near you, you can do it. This is the um, price for those movement. What I think they should be paid for. And it's like okay, cool. So do I send you a bill for? No, just like, so it's a pretty good experience overall. You would 100%. say one hundred percent. It's like just just tell me how much it's cost, costing you, and if you trust those people, and I'll um tr- like uh, put a rebate on your credit card. I was like, wow, cool. that's awesome. And like no time frame. Is it like I understand we're in a pandemic, so you can when they're available to. Work Did you on. reach out to Christina? Uh, yes, twice voicemails. So yeah, um, probably yeah. taking some times off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, besides the service, everything else is working perfectly on that watch. Beside the sub. Uh, dial for the minutes that the hand is doing whatever it wants right now. Mm. <laughs> it, it's it's fifty years old. Right? It's okay. <laughs> How's it keeping time though, outside uh, of the chrono? Um, the regular time. It's yeah, uh, over a week. Uh, mm. Like uh, I had a difference, like a, a minute and a half. And you've taken it off how uh, many times this week? You kept it on all week. Yeah, yeah. For the last month, it's been on my wrist, uh, winding up every day. Very uh, nice. Uh, so over a, a week is like a minute, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad for something that's that old and all original. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, very good. What are you wearing this week, Dima? I'm wearing my uh, my classic uh, DW fifty six hundred G Shock. Just uh, one of those days. It's good for spending time outside if you want to swim. It's a bit cold for swimming. <laughs> Maybe not today, but in general, you can yeah. try. You can go to space too. A lot of things you can do. Why do you sound depressed? <laughs> <laughs> so, you go to space. Yeah. And then I guess I, I haven't drank enough yet. <sighs> yeah, uh, but like, yeah, you, um, you have scotch, but you don't like yeah, scotch. Then I, then I ate the whole pizza. <laughs> <sighs> I felt so sick. <laughs> so, yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Next, Kevin. It's like ASMR. I <laughs> am wearing um, my Aura's Big Crown Bronze Pointer Date. Reference 01754-7741-3166-07520. Is this like the pie you're literally bingo just, And bingo. <laughs> and bingo. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm wearing it on a, um, change out the strap. 
for a brown leather uh, strap. Very same style though, vintage style. And uh, yeah, it's great. What else are you wearing? A strap on. <laughs> strap on what? Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> you sneaky, sneaky. <clears throat> So, so do we start with what? Do you want to talk about the news a little bit? What yeah, let's go eventually. Uh, uh, yeah, go for it. I don't have the news with me. I only have let's the questions. Let's have the news. <laughs> so, so what's in the news, guys? So just some yay or nays. Let's start with uh, nay. a few. So it was LVMH week. So obviously we saw some releases from Tag. We saw uh, Not Tag. Tag wasn't there, actually. It was uh, Bulgari, Hublot, Zenith. I'm trusting right? you on this one. Okay. Uh, new Bulgari, Octo Roma. Did you guys see that one? No. No? To look into I it. would say yes, as long as there's no follow-up yeah. questions. Do I need to connect no. to the internet and everything? God so Bulgari's been really killing it with their Octofinismo line. Uh, in fact, they came out with a new Octofinismo Chrono GMT, uh, which was incredible. But the new Octoroma uh, that was just released that, the, that they had presented... Uh, no, that's not the right yeah, one. Yeah, because that page is from 2017. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the new Octoroma. Um, 2014, you know, when they came out with the, Bul- the Bulgari Octofinismo... Um, hold on a second. Yes, the yeah, the Carillon Tourbillon. That's right. Uh, there's no, a lot that's going not the on right there one. on the dials. Yeah, that's not the right one, Carl. Anyway, they're researching right now. But the the new Octoroma that came out, the CEO was giving an interview at LVMH uh, uh, that passed in the last couple of weeks. And uh, it is incredible. I think Bulgari since 2014, they've been releasing re- real pieces of like real, you know, high horology. They were really jewelry makers in the past. And uh, now they're just releasing really incredible watches they um uh they have the thinnest uh i think chronograph in the world they have the thinnest the gmt chronograph in the world they have the most um and i think it's the thinnest uh one of the thinnest watches in the world with the bulgar what's the water resistance i don't even know i think it's 50 meters or 30 oh. meters for sure but they're 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 <laughs> space certified getting into some crazy um you know uh, watchmaking and uh, they're, they're always known as a jewelry company. I think Bulgari is doing very well. What do you guys think about this? It's um, not for unique. Me. It is not for me for sure because uh, it's very f- kind of flashy, I find, a little bit in your face. There's a lot of stuff going on in the dials. But I imagine those are very precious materials. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the Tourbillon one is only $260,000 USD. Yeah. Oh, well. But you read what uh, they put behind it. It's pretty intense. But a if you also look up, <laughs> like a house, like a, <laughs> a full house, like, like a, a car, a stack of <laughs> Did money. You guys have a Jacob. You had a Jacob. You had a Richard Mid, the nude one. You had a Jacob and Co. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah. You don't talk. Because okay. I had, I had to pick something. Right? That was last week. <laughs> it's sad. Um, so I like the Octofinissimo. the new Octofinissimo GMT Chrono. That's incredible. It wasn't insane. It was like crazy enough that it worked. Yeah, you know, <laughs> same, same, different. So let's jump to another one. The new Zenith Defy, the Urban Jungle. Which I thought was uh, uh, interesting. I thought they're building on the the Defy line that they currently have, and uh, I think it's nice. I think it, it proves again that green is still in it. I guess <laughs> we were wondering yep. what would happen this year. So they came out with, uh, yeah, they're pulling on green. <laughs> it's uh, it's cool. It's a uh, it's a khaki green ceramic case, eh? And I really like that shape. Yeah. So I'm not a fan in general of the skeletonized watches, but I do like. Everything else about this watch. But they're cool to look at. They're just hard to <clears throat> to read, get the information out of it. But I think that's kind of the point. That it's difficult? No, that it's fun <laughs> hey, to look at. How about okay. we make a watch, <laughs> to, but also make it very difficult for you to look <laughs> all H, the time? H. H. Moser with the Venta Black is like the mini repeater, yeah. So <laughs> like, there's no nothing. It's just we a We won't tourbillon. put any hands on it. It's just a tourbillon <laughs> with the carillon, yeah. so that you just have to hear it ring. 
it's uh so yeah, yay this nay. one is very uh, yay yay for yay. me yeah. i think it was good i think me too yeah. yay. for fifteen thousand dollars yay i guess is it a gift is it, i'm gonna get christmas if you say year? i guess uh, following yay it doesn't really sound much like an yay right <laughs> yay so uh maybe. you want to come back to my place <laughs> i guess it's, uh, okay. yeah for sure uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> probably so uh next one stern glass Stern Glass just came out with a new uh, timepiece. Um, I don't have the name of it. Oh, nice. Wow, <laughs> the, cool. But just put Stern Glass release and I'm sure you'll be able to find Neos. it. No? Yeah. I think it's the... Um, the Is uh, it Neos? No, that's ne- 2019. Yeah. Sorry. Bro, we'll we'll uh, cut that. It's all out. I wish you prepared uh, like, at all. Goddamn. Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. What a waste of time. Yeah. So Stern Glass is a Kickstarter brand. Yeah, they start off as Kickstarter, but they're really making buzz in the um, in the Swiss uh, watch market or German, sorry, because they're able to um, offer a lot of value for what it is. Here, let me see if I can find the name. We'll have yeah. to beat yeah. this up. Let's um, entertain the listeners. Carl, sing a song. Yeah. We have to beep this out. No, we're keeping this because he's singing now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Providing yeah, there's a there's a stern glass estet. Oh estet. Estate? As estet. As 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 taste? <laughs> and tet tet like the head in French? As tet. As taste? Yeah. Well, <laughs> as to as mouth. Exactly. That's, that's exactly I mean. it. The astet. You never go as tet. <laughs> yeah. Which is an ultra slim eight point five millimeter uh, Bauhaus watch. I've been following them when they were still doing their Kickstarter right. watches. And to be honest, the reason is why I didn't like them at first is that they kind of sounded like one of those uh, fashion brands. You know, we cut out the middleman and yeah. we price, uh, we put good mechanisms. And what, and is it that all Kickstarter campaign for anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but see, but because of the same exact campaign, I put them in the same bracket, right? As the as yeah. those ultra fashion watches. But I guess when you do Kickstarter, Indiegogo and all those things, you, you need to... I do the same thing to make sure to um, have the money, right? It's working for everyone mm-hmm. else. You have to do the same formula. Yeah, I. It's a. It's. It's not, it's not that you're selling out, but you're selling out. Yeah, I follow. It's super Bauhaus. I. Uh, it reminds me of my Bambino that I've had. Your so, Bambino. Yeah. To me, I think it's 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 a nice value proposition, but looking at the price, I think it's like four hundred euros. What's the um, specs? Uh, if you look. Uh, yeah, it's four hundred euros. Four hundred euros. So. The specs aren't bad. You know, it gives you sapphire specs. crystal. I think it gives you a Swiss movement 40 as well. 40 millimeter. 40 millimeter. Pretty standard watch. It has a good Bauhaus inspired, but... Miyota 9015. Okay, so it's a to, it's a, it's a higher end uh, Miyota movement in it. So it's reliable, easy to service. and it gives A you little expensive the way I find. expensive. Because at that price, I'm looking from four to 600 US, USD. Like I would go into a brand like Laco at that price that yeah. offers you a little bit of everything yeah. a little bit more history and yeah. gives you the same kind of specs yeah, so to me it's a nay for me yeah it's a nay for me as well I don't think it broke through to be like oh yeah you can stand on your own and I, I don't like when I look at those watches and I know it's the, the style but the fact that that date window looks like like very generic to me yeah as if it's like they had to make it visible because of the movement that they've purchased. If you put, if you type up mm-hmm. right now and look at that watch, you type up next to it the Hamilton Intramatic. It looks just like that to me. It looks exactly like that, the Hamilton Intramatic. Um, get, get that instead. So let's jump to the next watch. The you guys can look up the um, the new Zenith Pilot Type Twenty Silver Chrono. So this very this uh, Zenith came up with a Pilot a few years back. Um, so it's very big piloty we'll call it so it's a very oversized watch but um 
a lot of bang for buck from a brand that it can offer you. So it's not the most expensive, but the new uh, Type 20 um, Chrono. Uh, they came out with one instead of just being a pilot, it, it also has a chronograph attached to it. So if you're a Oof. Flieger fan, there's a lot to it. Zenith is really like technique avant-garde, right? Like <laughs> This is really avant-garde. Very avant-garde, but very push to limits. And, and they're not uh, apologetic. And I like, th- I like that about it. I think it's bold. They wanted to add a chrono to their already existing pilot watches. And, you know, I like it. I think Zenith is uh, underestimated uh, at times as a brand because a lot of people don't really talk about them too much. But yeah. Zenith, uh, that chronograph is um, very nice to me. I like it. Is it, there's really the name extra special in the name? Yeah, it's not just special. It's extra special. Oh, wow. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the extra special. The yeah. next level that is super. It's, it's, it's a big watch. It's a pilot. It's very, that's why I say big pilot right? Forty. It's fourteen point twenty-five millimeters thick for a chrono, which is fine. I don't know. The crown is the size of a go kart wheel. Yay or nay? For me, it's a nay. Nay. For but uh, but it's just my preference because I don't like the colors. For almost ten thousand dollars Canadian, I will go with a big pilot. Well, big pilots. I don't think you can get a big pilot for that price. Yeah. Big yeah, pilot like fifteen. Yeah. Oh, used. used. You're looking about thirteen thousand. Yeah, Canadian. Exactly what yeah. I'm saying. But it's like five grand less. No, but when he says it, it's better than when you say it. And this is a chronograph as well. There's a difference. No, there's more complication you behind don't it. You chrono that when your second end is like the size of a baby, mar- baby arm. Can it technically <laughs> qualify as a pilot if it's not high contrast? Like the markings are the same color as the hands and the dial. That's a good point. It's a good point. It's not easy to read. But at 46 millimeters in bite, 45 Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> You'll be face. like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I see it. I can, I can see it from the, my house on the, uh, the other side of the street. House. So let's house. go to another one. This is, um, I want you guys to look up. Look up Code 41. And I wanted you to look at their new release. And the reason I was bringing this is because you, Carl, were talking I about... I found Code 415 corrosion inhibitor. Nope. Not, not a day. 41 centimeters code, code hangers. So what's what this brand people powered watchmaker? Is this so, another fucking Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, but what they did was and I what think is this a communist watch? So what it is was <laughs> power to the people. A community builds the watch and literally on the website. Oh, I've seen that. What's cool about it? Yeah. The one concept, yeah, the gimmick though, which I want to talk about because you had talked about it. Every single piece is priced. They show you every single piece that goes in it at the pr- at the cost. So you know exactly how much the watch cost. And they put a little bit of overage, and then you can buy yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the uh, super democratic watch, right? Yeah. You vote for your favorite. And I was bringing that because you were talking about the Doesn't transparency. Doesn't it take away a bit from the design? Because it's yeah. not really designed. Well, it's designed it's by the people, but the every piece is priced out. You can see exactly what every... You get like a literal bill of materials and how much each piece cost. Piece, piece cost. So I think from a transparency perspective, I, mean, I thought it was cool. cool. That's why it jumped out at me. And I it's want cool. To it's a cool idea. I uh, for me, it's a yeah. It's it's a cool idea, and the watches themselves they look very unique and interesting. I think. Dude, look at the price. You're looking at fifteen hundred US dollars for the Anomaly One in forged carbon. Just re- look at the specs. You'll see everything is priced out. Forged, I think it's a yay forged in the in the in the in the, the caves in of Mount Doom. <laughs> in the in in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Um, Titicaca. It's hard to forge things in the lake. <laughs> Easier to do it like in a, in a volcano. Cave, in a volcano. <laughs> Next watch, guys, the IWC Pilots Watch Timer Zone, Petit Prince. So for a, for a little amount of fifteen thousand Swiss francs, you can be the proud owner of an IWC Big Pilot. So the Petit Prince marking is the color scheme. Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, that's it. And they stamp it on the back with the Petit Prince. Okay, but, but, but that's it. That's it. Okay. Pretty much it. This is my understanding of it. Yeah. So the new timer zone, I think it's a lot of fun. It's the size of the big pilot, uh, and it's pretty much uh, 
a real in-your-face watch, I yeah. find. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I'm sold. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a yay. It's tough for, for me. To it do is. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a yay for sure. I, I love IWC, but I never find the, when I want to buy a watch, they're not the first one on the list. But I love IWC. Interesting. It's a, it's a very big list. And you know, uh, we'll get to that in the mailbag because someone asked a question and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we'll, we'll speak to that. Interesting. It's an interesting concept. I, 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 I feel love like, the brand. I love most like, of their watches. I love but the big pilot and I would love to own a big pilot, but it's not at the top of my list of watches. That but I like, even just their normal pilot, right? Because they're not versatile. The Mark 18. Yeah, that's like five, yeah. six grand. Would you yeah. th- maybe, it's, maybe it's because they're not that versatile. Meaning, like a big pilot, you cannot wear it. It's everywhere. I feel like it's the same thing with Zin. Sometimes Zin, yeah, I think it's very tooly, right? Yeah. Zin, what did I say? I I, I said um, in the podcast, Zin is always the bridesmaid and never the bride. So it's there. Yeah, it's same a good, thing with IWC. Then? Good alternative. I don't know. At least for me, you know, IWC was on uh, not more than shortlist. I, w- I had I had him on when I made the decision between them, the Panerai, and it was the pilot's chronograph. So it was okay. the, the the forty-two millimeter yeah, chronograph. The, your Panerai is really nice, but my Panerai. Yeah, the Panerai is very nice. <laughs> you know, I could I couldn't. Uh, I was like, oh, well, let me see this. I would have probably made the same choice. Yeah, <laughs> but the IWC was there anyway. Uh, last one. Let's go to Seiko. So just if you guys want to see all three, just write the Seiko one fortieth anniversary Street Fighter edition. No, there were three watches that came out: Ugh. the SPB two hundred seven, the SL. Oh, that's the the King Seiko. Uh, no, just if, if you know what, if you what is this the the King? Seiko no, 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 not that one. Just write Seiko 140 anniversary. Um, you'll see it's the it's it's they've made three watches. There it is at the very top, the 140th. Is it this one? That's one of them. Yep. So we can start with that one. So what he's looking at right now is the um, it is the King SPB Seiko. 205. So everything's the 104th anniversary right now. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's go God then. Damn, Kevin. Reference by reference. Prepare, eh? Well, oh. let's go reference by reference. Oh, you suck so bad. Let's start with the one Dimitri oh. has on. You had it right there. Let's go with the SPB 205. That's the Asamoha leaf pattern or hemp pattern that you have. It's dark. It has like this hemp pattern on the dial that's kind of like yeah. bronze. 205. SPB 205. J1205. Uh, the case shape uh, reminds me of the Sarb 33. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the hands. What's the the blacked out material? What is that? I think there's DLC. It looks very mad. Diamond coated, right? Diamond. So yeah, at the top one, the first picture there. Yeah. So you're looking at a. It's a limited edition. A lot of fun. Um, and I think it's gold. It's a black and gold presage essentially. Stainless steel hard coating sapphire crystal. Yeah. Six R thirty five. I mean, it's a very decent looking watch. Isn't Maybe that, not my choice of colors. That movement is like an. All the Seikos. Yeah. 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 That's my, my sumo. It, my sumo has that broken, movement. You know? If I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just, you know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> that's it what broke, they say. Yeah. That's what but I always it, say. But you know, it's it's it goes for each... Um, how can I say... Um, well, in English, please. Um, category as they go up. So it's like, this movement is in all their watches below this price. This range Total of... Level. Yeah. This, yeah. Pr- this prospects line and this presage line, and these prices will carry all the same movement, whether it's a diver, yeah. whether it's this. And then when they get to the other one, they go, okay, then we get into this caliber and you're going to pay for that caliber with this line of watches. Makes sense. And then you're going to go into this caliber to yeah, get into sense. that. So I, I think it's a yay. And I'll be honest, why? How much does it cost? Um, price. If, you, if you're asking, you can buy it. No, I think it's probably 2,000 bucks or whatnot. It's I'm a lot sure. for a 635. Uh, uh, sure. right? Yeah, but I think it's the materials in this one. Uh, I don't know the price actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, you could even just write. Just write the write buy after your um, what you search. And oh, is see. that how you find prices? <laughs> yeah, by writing buy. buy. Oh, yeah. See what this <laughs> You just go with price. No. Mm. 
Like, no, like no, this? you have to write by. <sighs> Come on, Carl. Uh, oh, you go to monochrome there and go at the bottom there. But it's a sh- it's last a- November. Okay, that's not the one. So, anyway, so what we'll, are we looking at here as a price? We'll, we'll uh, post production the price in. Yeah, let's there we go. Put some. <laughs> and now the next one. Let's go to the oh. SSH zero eight three. This is an Seiko Astron. We're looking at a purple gradient dial. Uh, it's a black watch. It is a uh, ready for the uh, apocalypse kind of watch. I find. Um, is it Astron so, like the, was it their first quartz? No, I think this is the Astron. Um, no, I don't actually quite know, but this is a GPS solar. It's a uh, very, very bright, <laughs> very, very loud. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I could do anything. Watch. It is uh, to me. It's an A because I would. I just think it's too yeah. much. I have a lot of trouble paying that much for the for quartz. Uh, and it's not a fancy quartz, eh? It has GPS in it. It has. A What's a fancy quartz? Does it have a high precision? Hat? High precision. <laughs> high precision. <laughs> like have, like mean. huge torque that. No, gives you I prefer my version of it with a top hat, like a monocle. Mm. It's fancy. I like my quartz. The dial is very cool, like though. I, like I, I, I really like the the star dial. The gradient. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the night sky, right behind. To me, it's a nay, because I'm not the biggest fan of purple. I wonder if they had done like a fume blue would have been a different, but. Uh, I'm just and you don't have trouble with these dark DLC coated watches that are these high intensity titaniums. I just uh, it's you, don't, you, don't you have like to that. really okay. like it. But I think it's uh, bold. I think say go try shit out. You heard on the podcast, given hates. <laughs> what? <laughs> just said it. Diamond layer coated, right? Okay. Um, yay or nay, guys? Uh, no, it's not for me, at least. Nay. Uh, nay. I, okay. Not for me. I don't like him. Now let's Just get to a little trio here. The SPB 207. Look at that. That's a that's a 200 meter diver. I think it's more of an everyday kind of diver um, that they came out. They're all based on the Irimoti Island, uh, so they're all green. Irimoti, it's remote, right? There they are. There's all three of them. The, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Irimoti Islands. Remote. So the first one you'll be looking at is the one the furthest there. The SPB 207. The that's 200 like a meter sumo. diver. Kind of, yeah. It has like a very... Uh, I like the color combo quite a bit. Yeah. To me, it's a yay. Uh, I'll go... Uh, I say that one's a yay for an everyday. I think it's a lot of fun. And they're not too yep. expensive. I think it's priced at like 3000 bucks. that one. The, Ooh, it's a that's a lot. 3300 euros. What's, limited what's edition. For? Well, th- that's it? it? Does it have a... Yep. Does it have a, like a nine, like a spring drive movement in there or something? Mm-hmm. What's the... No, but the, the, reason for that the next one is close to that. The next one is the SLA 047, which you'll see, think is very Marine Master. You're looking at an, uh, in, um, a uniblock, uh, like the uniblock uh, type case. So you can only get to the movement through the front of it instead of, you can't screw it out through yeah. the back. And uh, movement's the 8L35, which is like their their highest caliber movement okay. before getting into Grand Seiko. Okay, right? okay, but okay. They're, they're incredible. And then the last that they release is an SSC. 807, which is their chronograph solar quartz. quartz. Eh? Yeah. Uh, but it's a little bit more affordable, but it's a lot of fun. It's like a sumo with yeah, quartz it's movement. Nice. Yeah. That one I like. I like more than the Astron that we looked at before just because yeah. I, I really like the color combination. I think it's a very good color. What's the color? water resistance on that last one, the solo quartz, uh, solo chronograph? I'm just curious. I don't see it. I'm, it doesn't stand out. Oh, 200 meter. 200 meter. Yeah. Well, they, they look like they screwed down pushers. Yeah. 
and the screw down crown as well. So yeah, that's a everything uh, color combo is very nice. Do everything you want in the world. Very nice color combination. So guys, those those are the watches. Those I are had. cool. That was the news. I told you every time you're gonna sing, I'm gonna put like some really shitty reverb <laughs> on that part. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. That was uh, a quite a few watches. So um, a lot of. Uh, a lot of quartz, I think. There's like two, three quartz in the list that you just provided us. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of quartz. Like two, three quartz. It's so guys, like, it's so many, so many quartz. So many quartz. You don't even know. Can't even. <laughs> so let's uh, perhaps switch to the main uh, yeah, topic. Yeah, mailbox. Mailbag, you said. Mailbag. Mailbox. Oh, mailbox. What's in the box? <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's in the, the box? box? What's in the <laughs> box? What's in the <laughs> box? Um, talking about quartz, um, someone asked what will be the, the the most you would spend on a quartz watch and why someone someone go carl go carl you start me go. first uh so what's the cheapest grand seiko <laughs> i think that's actually a good <laughs> point because i <laughs> newer use uh also in use uh new so like four is like two no i think three you, i think you can uh grand seiko i think the cheapest can, grand seiko is a quartz right <laughs> you can get new old stock i think it's like 2500 to 3000 bucks you're right okay so I was looking into it, and uh, the Grand Seiko, like the 60, uh, 60th anniversary with the yeah, blue yeah, dial, yeah. is like $4,000. Yeah, but that's the 60th anniversary. So you can get the probably half price. You can run about two twenty five hundred. I would so, say. So uh, yeah, 2500 is the <laughs> maximum I'll pay for quartz. Uh, uh, yeah, so that that's just my, my choice there. Uh, I think um, don't, don't hate on quartz. Just buy the watch that you like. If it's quartz, make sure it's a good movement for quartz. Longin has a VHP. The very high precision quartz. Yep. It's like a thousand dollar. It's a beautiful watch. You used to own one, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I'm not a. I don't know too much about the specific models, but Seiko has a G, Grand Seiko has a GMT, right? That has a quartz GMT. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of those that you liked? Or was it Adrian from uh, Birkin Jack that had one? Uh, it's not me. The yeah, you're not Adrian from Birkin Jack. Yeah. He did, <laughs> and he had a limited one. Right. He had one with that limited yeah. edition, but that was like three the, grand. Yeah. The GMT I, I want from uh, Grand Seiko is um uh I um. It BGJ. doesn't matter. Nobody cares. BGJ, tool. Yeah, uh, not the movement. It's not the quartz. It's not the spring drive. It's the uh, high beat. High beat. Thirty-six thousand yeah. high beat. High beat. I want to watch like I want the spring drive version of that GMT. I'd love to, to put on a sailcloth, the blue one. So, Kevin, what would be the most money you would give away for a quartz? It, it, it's it's actually the same as yours. I was looking. I was like. Um, <laughs> so we, like, we literally all went was the priciest course on the market no yes <laughs> but you know the Seiko but uh, you know what okay I, I, I'll put this one in perspective because of the Citizen put it in perspective the Citizen Chronomaster I have trouble I don't like Citizen as a brand generally I'm not attracted maybe they don't like you either <laughs> have you asked them yeah it was a messy breakup then the uh, the Citizen Chronomaster like you can literally spend two and a half three grand to literally have the most accurate watch in the world when it comes to that I'm pretty sure my iPhone and is more accurate. Huh? I'm pretty sure my iPhone is more accurate. But it's not a watch. But it's also... According accurate. to it, though, remember that episode? <laughs> he's like, though. yeah, that's a watch. I was like, well, no. <laughs> well, if I put some tape and tape it on my wrist, that's a watch. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> not really. <laughs> you can take a cardboard box and make pants out of it, but they're not pants. They'll never be pants. Well... No, they'll never be pants. <laughs> they are until the first ring. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but that that's the way I was looking at it. Um, the most I would spend would probably be a um, used Grand Seiko quartz. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so we're all on the same page there. If you want a really nice quartz, yeah. you, you yeah. go Grand Seiko. Yeah. But Longin has a good offering as well. They really do. Um, there's another... What about a new Accutron? 
a new Accutron is um, yeah, I, yeah, maybe I would. Would you pay that money though for the new Accutron? Because I I, I, I think would. that they're overpriced. I know I would though. I think. Well, I guess so if you unique. have so much money, yeah, you just don't yeah, know how to spend them. Yeah, sure. yeah, but he's a sucker for Seikos. Like half of his hundred and sixty-five time pieces at home are like Seikos. So. At this home, not the you're, oh, yeah, like, you're talking about this home or the other home? home. Yeah, exactly. the other home. I will, okay. not, I will not stand for this. <laughs> but lies. <laughs> it's only hundred and sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said is a lie. Yeah. You um, always lie. You always lie. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I would consider. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I was really thinking of a of a of high frequency quartz from. Uh, but I didn't think of the. Um, um, I didn't even think of the Belova Accutron. Why did and you point towards my direction? Because as you mentioned, the Belova Accutron. The Belova Accutron. I was actually researching it last week. It's really, really cool. I um, I, I really enjoyed. Actually, also really like the um, the the Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though it's not expensive, spend? right? But it, but it is. Oh, it's a five hundred bucks is a uh, it's a uh, lot of money. But you're not buying the movement for yeah. that watch, are you? You're buying the story. <laughs> Cheated his way to the moon. Yes, right. <laughs> it's like yes. so much better than Speedmaster. So next question. Everything is. Um, what is the be- best Rolex to buy first? Ooh, I, I, I have the best. I, well, well it's I mean, the one you can. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm probably gonna. Uh, I'm probably gonna start this time. Wah, wah, the one that'll let you. Win. I mean. Do you even have to ask me? <laughs> for me, uh, I'm I'm actually kind of debating. I think the obvious answer for me would be the Gym Team Master Two Pepsi. No, no, I don't just think that's the question. The question the person asked was best Rolex to buy first. But as first a first Rolex to buy, yeah, that would be <laughs> like, the yeah. best for if someone's getting in. It's like that's the one you should go buy. Well, it's the one that I would start as the first one, right? And that's what I'm trying to get as my first Rolex. Okay, but um, I I would also say like a classic sub. No date would be another one. That's a good answer. This yeah. is the iconic. Uh, That's the iconic. But, Go with the icon. But I, so I, take, I want when, the GMT when you have an image of, of a watch in your head. You're most of the time it's a sub. <laughs> but also, I really like that they just blew. There you go. Also, I, I can't choose. There's Very too classic. many. I want like three Rolexes. Can I get <laughs> like, a day? what Rolex? Yes. Can I want a, Can I get a Daytona also, please? Oh my god, just yeah. the, just one. God, I love it. Not Daytona. two, just the one. We're expecting that, by the way, for the space episode. You're supposed to bring your Speedmaster and talk about them. I'm expecting a Daytona. Are you no, expecting a Daytona? No, Carl was supposed to get a Daytona. No, 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 no. no, no. I was no, no, hosting. No. <laughs> he was hosting. We said you would talk uh, the next episode about the Speedmaster along with the Daytona. And I said, I expect you to bring a Daytona. So you better get at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a picture. <laughs> wait, wait. I'll bring the Speedmaster. Somebody has to bring the Speedmaster. No, we don't need your I'll, Speedmaster. I'll bring the Speedmaster. I'll bring the Speedmaster. Like? You get the Daytona. How are you going to bring the Speedmaster? <laughs> I'll get one. It's much easier than getting a Daytona. You got to go to your place and steal it. Exactly. Well, right, I mean, but, but, you, you can technically get a Daytona. just have to pay a lot. <laughs> Can you rent it? Is this like a thing? I think you can. Rent it for the weekends? I think you can. There are companies you can spend quite a bit. You can spend like $400 a month and they'll give you a watch for the month and you're talking about like Daytona, GMT Master 2. You're spending five, six hundred bucks a month. Most um, like a gray market store has like a week return, no question ask if you don't like the watch. (laughs) You buy it, have it like five days, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Here you go. It's a bit of a hassle. You know what? There's that, there's the hassle, but I also think you're not going to want to send it back. There shouldn't be any hassle here. Hassle huff. There shouldn't be any hassle to huff to have. There will be no hassle. No hassle to okay, so you're saying GMT Master Two because you're biased. Lusting over. <laughs> so he said a sub. Uh, he said a bunch. He said a sub. Like, that he said. I would get a, a Rolex Sports watch, a diver, okay. right? Uh, a GMT Master Two or a, a no dates. Uh, I just listed everything. So you, Kevin, are you biased as well? And going to say um, nope. Emil Gus? Nope. <laughs> to me, everyone out there is looking. I think. Shop if it, as your first Rolex, if you just wanted to get into the brand. I think the Oyster Perpetual, the new 36, is a good way to go. 
Um, I think it's... Get the Joe Biden, the Oyster Perpetual. No, he had a Datejust. I think it was a Datejust, no? 41 uh, millimeter Datejust. I think so. Yeah, I think it was the Datejust. Pretty sure. But not a fluted And it bezel. wasn't his. Not a fluted bezel. It wasn't his. It was his. He stole it. It was his dead son's. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it! <laughs> well, I don't because Whoops. I didn't know this piece. Is, like, <laughs> you only dropped it on me after yeah, when they were that. shitting on him. They're like, "Oh, he's wearing that thing," but apparently it's because it was his dead. Well, why would they? I think it was a very classy move. Who's he shitting won. on him? Why would they? Why would anybody? Oh, because they're like you're a working man and you're wearing a, a, a Rolex. Well, he's not a working man. He, he's, he's the professor. He, he is. He is like the cream of the crop. Right? He's yeah. one of the smartest people and most successful in the country, in well, the world. Uh, I have to say, what that those how is he? Yeah, now getting president of the United States is not saying he, that you're intelligent. Okay, okay but, <laughs> it's not but that anymore. As a president of the United States, your Anyone salary is what, it. like three, four hundred k? Four hundred k. That's enough to afford a, a, a Rolex. It's anyway. Yeah. Anywho, but I think what was funny is that. Um, uh, people were like, "Oh, he's not. He's wearing an expensive watch." And I was like, "Yeah, it was his dead sons." And people were like, "Oh, okay." He doesn't have the millions though that the yeah. uh, billions, sorry, that Putin yeah. has. Anyway, no uh, one does. So I would have gone. I would say, look at the Oyster Perpetual, the thirty-six. I think it's because it's classic. You can wear it with everything. Uh, the affordability, so you can get into Rolex without you know giving up an arm and a leg. Um, it's about sixty-five hundred Canadian, brand new, and you can get either a forty-one or the thirty-six, depending on. What's your wrist size? And, and there's even some for the women uh, at the 26 millimeter, even the, tw- when, no, I think it's 26, yeah, 26 and 21. I'm not sure about the that other size, but slew of colors. They have the green, the red, the, the rainbow. blue, the pink. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Black, you know, if you want to go classic. And yeah, so you can have that, whatever you want. Cool. And like I said earlier, I think the best first Rolex is the one you can buy. And uh, love. <laughs> it's like, can you get it? Which one? Uh, which one would you pick? Me, I want the Hair King, and you can technically have it. Hair King, Hair, Hair King. King. It's the Rolex H's. for uh, barber shops. Yes, Hair King. Exclusively barber shops. The biggest, uh, wi- the biggest wig supplier in all the Southwest. <laughs> okay, next question, guys. What's in the mailbox? What's, What's in, in the, the box? box? God damn. Um, would you? Just uh, happy to be here, Carl. Can you wear a diver uh, with a tux? So a dive watch with a tuxedo. I have a quick answer for that. If Pierce Brosnan can do it, you can do it. I'm sure actually, no, it's probably not true. I have a quick answer. So, so like, is it an Omega? Yes. You absolutely can. I have, uh, an, answer to, to, I have an answer for that. If the watch is worth more than the tux, you can wear it. <laughs> That's my answer. So you buy a $25 tux and you're good. Yeah. And <laughs> I'd like to see you at a $25 tux. You ain't going nowhere wearing a $25 tux. Yeah, because it's, it's you're driving that guy to the to this yeah. party. Yeah. Uh so me is like, did I pay for the watch? If yes, then yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's real uh, reasonable. Yeah. That's me, yeah. I think that there's some sports watches now, especially now it's a but very Seamaster is a very, very like versatile, very dressy. No, uh, you know the, the Omega for like really the yeah, exactly. deep deep dive. They don't like tick like a hockey puck. <laughs> yeah. It's like all red. I would wear that with a tux. <laughs> like over a tux. Oh, Jesus <laughs> you, you get yourself the, the diver's extension and just yeah. put it for the tux. <laughs> Velcro strap. <laughs> you know, but I think that, um, I think you can. I think there's enough um, classy divers out there or like dressed up divers that you can wear. I would I would wear my Pelagos with a tux. Yeah, you would. But your Pelagos is worth more than the tux you have at that point. I don't have a tux, so <laughs> no. But if you did, like, so let's be honest, like, you could buy a tux for two, three grand, four grand, and then your watch is worth more than the tux. I think you can wear it. That's that's my rule of thumb. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, um, 
next question is more of personal taste. Uh, your favorite strap. So uh, do you want bracelet steel, leather, nados, uh, bund? Bundesrat. Fußball Bund. Or, or something else that I don't think of. Um, huh? yeah. Or if there's other straps that I don't Of course, know. of course. Deutschland. Deutschland. So why you start, uh, Carlo? Fußball Bund. Um, it started when I was in my watch journey with the NATO all the way. Everything on the NATO. That's, yeah. That was my answer. Why? Uh, I just like it better. Then? <laughs> But what was it? The look or the comfort? Or the What was it? The, the, was uh, the look. I really love the sometimes like a more tully look or military and it's easy to use and like if you one of the spring bar breaks you don't lose the watch and all those things it was like a bunch of pluses uh but then i got my first really cool um bracelet with my genou and Fuck things good, huh? then things change a bit i was like oh okay so if it's high quality Jesus. bracelet yeah. oh there's like the glide lock on it and everything so if you like a swallow bit during the day you can like um, just the feel of it is great so yeah. and after that like my Tudor Pelagos another really high quality uh, innovation there innovation in bracelet mm -hmm. too right so I was like um, so okay out innovation <laughs> so for me it's, shut up dad <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> so for me it's NATO most, for most things I'm but gay. if a gay up dad <laughs> 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 stupid dad joke anyway sorry uh, go ahead Carl jokes. It's okay. so for me it's NATO most of the time Or a really good quality bracelet. Yeah. You okay. Guess. Interesting. Well, on your watches, what uh, what do you prefer? Uh, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I I didn't think of the history. I kind of thought of just what is my favorite type of a, a strap or bracelet today. Yeah. But it's a good point. When I when I was starting just to get into watches, my one of my first watches uh, was a Tissot Ballad Three with a bracelet, and I wasn't a huge fan of bracelets at that point. It was just you know like it was an okay bracelet, and I kind of actually It's good though. I was it was a good bracelet. Yes. I was kind of Seikos. oh yeah, <laughs> oh, or about uh, comparing to my Vostok bracelet. Oh boy. Oh. Anyways, and at that point I like, was real like, comparing to your Vostok. Everything's better. Like and he has a good those. and he has a good Vostok bracelet oh, because I mean, like you have a good Vostok watch, right? That watch has a story. I will sell it at an auction. For Millions, oh, yeah, or Christie's, dozens, right? yeah. dollars, <laughs> dozens, dozens and dozens of dozens. quarters. <laughs> I make dozens. Of <laughs> so many rolls, hundred of, of pennies. <laughs> Uh, Somebody rolls. So I was kind of really into leather uh, straps, right? Uh, yeah, and they're are. nice. But I, I gotta say that once I started to explore, like Carl, growing with my watch uh, enthusiasm, I started to explore watches with bracelets, and I started to kind of, you know, get more interest and love towards uh, just different bracelets. I think right now my favorite type is a Jubilee bracelet. Hell yeah. That is my favorite. Very just, specific. Oh, well, very specific nice. and also tapered. It makes a huge difference if that bracelet is tapered or not. That vintage look. Yeah. Like, a, like a tapered Jubilee bracelet for me right now is the, the, is the shit. Thin in profile too. Yeah. 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 It's not too Angus too big. Angus is meat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Angus? <laughs> It's triple A bracelet. Um, Grass fed. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> me, it's just... We'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, but to nobody me, uh, cares. It's fine. What's the next question? I've had a ton of uh, of different, you know. Uh, oh yeah, you don't say. Right? <laughs> yeah, right now on your 165 time pieces, <laughs> how many of like what is what? I think it shifts. It depends. So first, depends. First on the factor, I'll, I'll be honest, is the is seasons as well. Um, I think that um, I like uh, the first thing is I like the heft of of, of steel when I'm wearing a wrist. The, like even when oh, sorry, a watch. With titanium, I was always like, ah, it's a little light. Um, I've mentioned this in podcasts in the past. So a watch with like a nice, heavy, comfortable bracelet. Gold is very heavy. You should get yourself a gold bracelet. <laughs> yeah. 
you, you, can you give me money? <laughs> you have some, you have just a, sell, sell like 10 you watches, 10 so of your watches and buy it. The, um, so you think, for example, NATO, super comfortable. Not the, the dressiest all the time, <clears throat> but a NATO is super comfortable. I like, yeah. I like rubber. Oh, for uh, sure you straps. do love rubber. I, 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 I do like it. <laughs> um, straps, though. I really, On, I, I really like sailcloth as, mm. as, as another type of strap. I think it's a good intermediary. Do you sail? No, but it's the perfect, as a strap, it's, um, it has like a, a, a fabric to it. And then the inside of it is nylon and it's like waterproof. Uh, sorry, it's leather and then it's like waterproof. And it, it's, it dresses up a watch enough that it can be functional, but yet it's not too sporty. It's functional, but it's not too it's not too sporty, right? And you get, but I, I would have to say no. So, but my favorite these days, I would have to say, is a, a proper leather strap. I have to I have to be honest. Like, do you uh, have any preferred uh, brands for straps? So it depends on, in the price point, right? Um, the, the lubricated uh, versus not. Well, I'll say that the um, from an affordable perspective, if you go to Straps, what does Co, it taste like? <laughs> if you go to Straps Co, um, they have a brand that they carry called Dasari. And uh, you're looking at about 40 bucks uh, US per strap. And they have, um, they come with quick release. They come with battery, standard. batteries included? They, they have a, a leather with like alligator style. They have every type of color you can get. Uh, the leather is supple. It's really great. And it's not too thick. Um, so I'm really into, into what they're providing these okay. days. But in the wintertime, I tend to go more into uh, leather straps because, you know, it's, it's cold. Right. You can wear it. In the summer... And your skin doesn't swell up. Well, your exactly. wrist doesn't swell and up. And in, so in the summer, I'm always on a steel bracelet or rubber strap or NATO because I'm out by the pool or working outside. And it's just, you can't wear a leather strap when you do that. So well, I... You, you can't. Just... You can't, but it's going to ruin the, the, the leather, right? So yeah, um, you're, you're in there, everything you touch anyway. So. But, it, but if you go into something high-end... I will say this, guys. So sometimes you have a watch you haven't you haven't changed the strap a lot of time. A strap is like it can really change a watch entirely. So even if you're like, I'm kind of bored with this watch, I'm not too into it. Change up the straps. See what what's you know you can build yourself a collection of straps. Most watches are standard. It doesn't add complications to the watch though. 20, 22. and then you change the straps. You can be like, oh man, this looks good on this strap. It changes entirely. <laughs> like I was showing you guys the. My Seiko 6309, 1984, and I had it on this like gray Phoenix NATO, and you guys were like, fuck, that NATO strap is just, it kills yeah. that watch. It changes entirely. And then other ones have it on a typical like black rubber, uh, a black uh, leather strap, and you're just like, meh. But yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Some watches, and then when I was actually just getting into the the, the watch enthusiasm, I uh, I did not like the way that they just looks because you see it always on the bracelet, and once I see it on like a nice leather strap, alligator it's, it's strap, just, it's, it's, holy shit! I'm not a huge fan of alligator strap in general, but like in general, like if you put on a nice leather strap, oof, it changes the watch, changes the watch completely, entirely. So Absolutely. yeah, next question, I guess. Yeah, next question. Um, I, I don't know if the question What's is. In the box? What's in the box? What's in the box, Carl? We didn't have all the information for that question, so uh, it's a there's a place to um, interpretation. If you're leaving for six months, what what will be the only uh, one watch that you bring from your collection? Okay, okay, it's a good question. Well, but I'll, I'll start on this one. But the thing is, place for interpretation. What do you do for six months? Are you leaving for working? Are you on vacation? Well, you, is it's out of France. Imagine you're <laughs> imagine you're Tom Hanks so and cast away. In, in your case, you're being evicted from your house. Oh, you have to go live on the, on the street, on the street. <laughs> under the bridge, right? So um, he has to change from the bridge that he's under <laughs> right now to another bridge. Yeah. You have to change bridges, Carl. From one favela to the other. Carl's a troll. <laughs> um, so to me, you're, you're absolutely right. I um, was thinking, I was like, okay, where am I going? Am I going to the jungle? 
an Arctic adventure, <laughs> but living on are. a boat. Yeah, but <laughs> in the podcast, you, like jungles for you is like in the city. <laughs> you get attacked by a panda. You, you don't get it, man. Those two cans, they're shifty. They're dangerous. <laughs> they're, they fight dirty. They'll get you. <sighs> don't get in. So there. where so, are you yeah. going? So it doesn't me, matter where he's going. So I'll start. So it's the watch. So to be honest, question. that's what I said. So I if suppose someone's I was like, okay, where am I going? They say, can't tell you. So what am I gonna do? Literally, I would bring my Panerai with a bunch of straps. Because a strap it's a strap monster. I have a whole bunch of straps, either leather, nylon, I can wear it for everything. Yeah. And that Panerai has 150 meters of water resistance. It has a three-day movement. It is dressy enough that i can wear it if ever i have to dress up where i'm going it can withstand if i have to go swimming i'm not going diving anywhere that's for sure um and it's um well you don't know the loom is great <laughs> you don't on know that where you're watch. going doesn't matter yeah but then i'll die it's fine <laughs> like you're going uh fall boy you know fall boy is like a wipeout here like in Quebec. a fear factor kind of yeah like anyway so yeah so anyway yeah i would i would go with my panerai because i would bring a whole bunch of straps with it just takes a screwdriver to change it out with the lugs. You can't bring the screwdriver. Just the watch. No, that, that wasn't in the conditions here. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the, it's in between the lines. You have We're to read going it. to the... To you didn't read the fire okay. Soviet block. So, here. your Panerai. Panerai. Cool story. Um, so, if it's six months, regardless where you go, I think it's a little too long um, to be away from your favorite watch, right? So, I would oh, definitely, I would definitely oh. get my Speedmaster. Oh, look at that. Emotions. Oh. I'm crying. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult I to hold back my tears. I would have your Rasputin. Even if it's dies, it's gonna come back. Well, see, the thing is, if you go on a vacation for like a week, then I'll get like a, I'll get like my Seiko or a G-Shock, right? But if you're going for six months, you're not gonna leave. Like he's bringing you his Panerai. I'm sure you will name your Pelagos. Maybe you don't There's know. There's no way. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> There's two six watches. months is a long time. <laughs> so what is it? Um, uh, yeah, so it depends if it's like South of France or like the jungle. So if anywhere, <laughs> South of France or the, the jungle. Are those are two different types of uh, uh, Wait till you go to climates? Siberia. You're, in a, you're going to be very surprised. Uh, so, yeah. It is nothing like the South of so France. So if it's like vacation-like-ish, Mepelagos uh, for sure. It's a six months forced vacation wait, in, the, wait, wait. in a Va- labor camp. Vacation life in a vacation position. like ish it, you get a shovel and you have to dig for six months. But wait a minute. You just you said... You're building a tunnel. If I'm in a vacation mode, I'm wearing my Tudor Pelagos. Yeah. So a 500 meter or 600 meter? Five. 500 meter diver, titanium diver is for vacation. Maybe what, if you're going, what if you're going to the Arctic? What are you bringing? Casio uh, World Timer? Because you need to know the, the, the time zone. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has a face of disgust. Like, I'm Ugh. just like, really? The but in general, time? he has okay. that face in general. Oh, that's, that's his face. <laughs> So uh, yeah, like um, like your choice was better. <laughs> I'm just gonna explain why. Okay, next question. Um, when you buy a new watch, do you uh, consider the service cost? So I'll start. I honestly don't shop in the same watch segment or price segment to consider those things. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever watch I buy, yeah, I'll deal with the service costs. It's fine. It's not bad. Yeah. Like I'm not buying myself a $50,000 Langan Zona where it's like $3,000 to just to service it. No, I'm not. So I agree with Dimitri. I'm going to add a layer though where it depends if you're buying, for example, a watch that's based on precision. So if you're going to buy, for example a Bowman Mercier that's COSC certified. The thing is, is that you're buying or you're paying a premium because you're trying to buy that accuracy. I would consider servicing in that, like if you're buying an ETA 
base movement that says we're 15 to 15 to 25 or 15 to 30 seconds a day. Okay, you try to work around that. But if you're like, okay, you're gonna buy a watch, you're gonna go, you're going, you have a superlative chronometer or COSC, you're two seconds a day, you go, okay, I have to consider servicing that because I'm not buying this also because I like it, I'm buying it. Wait, for its accuracy. You're saying that my Pelago is going to be expensive to service? <laughs> no, no. How, wait, how wait, many years of warranty is your Pelago? I didn't ask. I think it's, they give me the warranty I think card. Tudor is five. They, they give me the warranty I, card. I, like, be, cool. I think they're five, but like Oris went up to 10. But, but, but my last point is that if you're buying a watch to say, oh, I'm going to get this one because this one has the movement that's much more accurate and I want it to be, I want it to be accurate because you can go get it serviced or go, yeah, it runs fine. But I want it to run within the standards that this movement is supposed to provide. Then I would start to say, okay, I have to consider servicing costs because the reason I'm buying this watch is for the accuracy or the move, the accuracy of the movement, right? But most of the time, if you're buying a Seiko, guys, that has, uh, and for the listeners out there, if you're buying a Seiko that is not a V, is not a Grand Seiko uh, quartz that has uh, accuracy, for the most part, you go. If it's within 15 to 30 seconds a day, hell, if it's another 5, 10 seconds, I'm good with that. So that's what I consider. So yes, sometimes and no other times. But for the most part, no. Um, just a quick question to Carl. So you, you're going to go service your new uh, uh, Carl Booker. Yep. And that has that Lemania. Well, I think it's repair at that yeah. point. I think it's yeah, repair. Uh, so uh, overall for the Lemania 1373 uh, is around 300 US dollars. To service it. Yeah, overall. But, but so, I, I didn't finish my question. Uh, where are you gonna go service it? Is it you know? Do you know a specific place in Montreal that you're gonna go service the, it at? Um, the watch shop that Kevin is working with, and I did send a couple of my watches over there for services. Uh, so yeah, it's a watchmaker, watch service tender here in Montreal. Uh, they do a bit of everything. I'm curious. I wouldn't go there with uh, super high end, but um, I think everything that's under like four thousand dollars could uh, go there. Everything they buy all their parts straight from the manufacturer. They always put original straight to the manufacturer. manufacturer. Yeah. Straight for it. Straight, straight, straight for it. So, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I'm, I was curious but because what? I mean, your your mechanical movement is very similar to what I have my speedy, yep. right? I'm obviously gonna go to the to AD and do it there. Maybe it depends until until the warranty expires, right? But after I, that, maybe I'll be cheaper if I go oh, somewhere but, else. Yeah, but even there. But I'm curious expensive. how much that will cost. Like that's why I asked because yeah. I kind of wanted I'll, to I'll know. I'll let you know. Three hundred dollars is not is not bad. That's no. for overall service. But it's like they, they redo everything. So the one good thing though, if ever for listeners out there, if you're buying an old watch, like. Carl did these movements, uh, sorry, these old vintage watches. Movements are not that complicated. So they're actually quite easier, easy so to what service. What are we paying for? If you want, uh, like, oh no, I really want that original OEM, this piece, this pinion, then you might find yourself having to pay a premium. But if you're okay and you got a, a vintage watch, uh, let's be honest here, those old Rolex Datejust 1603s, the movements are not too difficult to maintain. And I think it's kind of the same with cars, right? At one point, like the older yep. automobiles are easier to yeah, maintain. Technology was simpler, right? That's it. It was more straightforward. Right. There was less bells and whistles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Cool. Fair, fair. So the next question is uh, one or the other. Um, you go for a um, pilot watch. Do you get IWC pilot or Brettling Navy timer? No, no, the pilot or big pilot? Big pilot? It's only pilot on the question. Oh. Yeah. Well... I the big pilot, so like just pilot for I'll answer. Big lunch. I'll answer first. To me, they're extremely different watches. One of them is a is a chronograph, a very very famous chronograph. The other one is a is like a like a like a a, a Flieger style, right? Because I'm, I'm obviously thinking of the big pilot. 
I I love them both. I would like to have actually. Maybe, Thank you for your very clear and uh, but succinct because response. I one. <laughs> but because because I already have a chronograph, I'll go with the big pilot. Oh, there you go. It's just also, a pilot in the question. Isn't a big pilot? Well, I, I don't. So you're big. wrong, Kevin. It's <laughs> <laughs> so angry, so aggressive. <clears throat> IWC is more brand as a as a flieger. You know, as more heritage as a flieger. Breitling is more versatile. It's more dressy. You can wear that. Uh, And it's more popular in the market. If Bradley Cooper can wear it at red carpet, you can do it too. Yeah, yeah, everybody can do it. A lot of people know Breitling is more mainstream. IWC is more a connoisseur. For me, I go IWC. I would go more for the heritage of the fact that they were the original five fleegers. I would buy into that more than going for. Who were they sponsoring during the when they were uh, like at the beginning? John Travolta. I don't know. They were there. They had John Travolta as an ambassador, right? But uh, yeah. So I would get the better knife timer. So the Zen 903. Oh my god! That wasn't even part of the question. <laughs> That's my answer. You deal with it. <laughs> no, but it's 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 Curve it's a knife timer. It's a fail with water resistance. It's a fail. So in that case, guys, I t- I think listeners out there go for um, one whichever one you like. They're both good brands. Breitling's doing some nice things these days. A lot of people hate on Breitling though. Who? Uh, <laughs> name name. I need to know names. <laughs> Your mom. Uh, but um, I think ultimately, uh, just go with what you like. But um, yeah, I think that uh, there's okay. no uh, considerations yeah. there. Uh, Zen 903, that's the uh, only answer. <clears throat> um, so Option one or two? Option three. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the better Navi timer. Uh, to, you. to you. To everyone, spec-wise. Who's everyone? Nobody everyone can read. You know what the worst part? I agree with you. I think <laughs> that... Um, it's I'm, a Navi timer that can go into water. <laughs> It's not only that, it's just as manual wine, so it's a little bit thinner. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's yeah. better in every sense. Next. Best entry uh, level chronograph. So under $3,000. I'll start. Under 3K used Omega Speedmaster. Get a reduced. <sighs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's make it new. And I wait. I have both. New, I go with the Zen 103. Under 3K. F- funny enough, I, um, it's a good I choice. A really similar answer. Yeah, that's what I went. I went both. So if you can get how used, similar, a hundred percent similar. <laughs> used, I'll say, but but honestly, the guys, similarity if is if you're exact. Right, so, so you got companies out there like Crown and Caliber. Um, so if you go to reputable de- um, used dealers, the Omega Speedmaster, you get a reduced. You can get about two, yeah. two and a half thousand. You think you can get a regular Speedmaster, not a reduced? The one professional, for that price? no, not anymore. Oh, yeah. Not, not anymore. anymore. Yeah. The professional used will always be above, uh, closer to four. I'm not a fan of the of the reduced one at all. It's the 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 the, the locations it's, of all the subdials so, is different. It's not. So I'm gonna, I, I want to ask you something. So Please. you're saying that uh, you're not a fan as a no, speed I'm a person mas- as a speedmaster as a version of the speedmaster, but as a chronograph overall. Oh yes, it's an excellent chronograph. So the, and yes. that's what I was thinking because oh, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Because if anyone told me, oh, I got the Omega Speedmaster reduced to me, I'm like, that's a great chronograph, but. It's not the best Speedmaster. No. <laughs> I go, you should just spend a little more and get the professional. No, but, I agree. I, and to um, me, if you're going new, Zin 103, I think that that is a hell of a chrono. I um, I kind of forgot about the 103 when I was doing my research. Uh, <laughs> so I forgot I to change my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I totally agree. I think that you are, you are 100% correct. 103 is probably the best entry. Well, to me. And that, no, I, 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 I think the same. I just forgot about it. But I think a worthy mention, and this is what I put, yeah, I, I put a I put the Hamilton Intramatic Auto Chrono. Oh, it's a great watch. The Panda. It's a great. Oh, oh yeah, it's a beautiful watch. Also like a vintage style, and I think it's a fantastic anecdote, brand. And, and anecdote to that, Dimitri was we went shopping, and he was he had put on that watch. I took a picture of it. Um, fuck that watch is. He took a picture ri- picture of me, not the watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bleh. 
that um, that's a really nice watch. Yeah, so that's I think a worthy uh, entry in yeah. that uh, so price segment. For for me, I was like the 103 is new, or uh, maybe a bit more lefty to go back to our micro brand episode, the uh, fair yeah. Chrono Sport. Yeah, it's two thousand dollars, so you save a thousand yeah. buck. And but fair, you get like a really high quality movement. And it's a Silida Elabore. Uh, so it's a really good movement. It's and you get a lot of uh, five years warranty with those guys. Yeah, water resistance. And I really love the color scheme on it. Oh, man. Yes, I, I agree. So like I, I love Fair. I yeah. was praising them a lot at the, in the last podcast. And they're really, yeah. so really, really look into it. Nice. Uh, for Chronograph, go look at Fair. I think they have a really good offering, a really good watch for the price point. Honestly, like... And it's way other, less than $3,000. Other like, styles of watches. I Their brand really grew on me. I am really impressed with what they're doing. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys presented some nice brands. Yours of Fair and you with Bremont got me looking at that this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was very I, I, last I, I, week. I, I the color schemes, I think, of, of from Fair are the nicest. They're bold. Yeah. And they're... The, they're most huh? that's what makes them good they're, they're mm-hmm. bold but they they are uh, they, they they combine together very well kind of like that, that Mido right that I was yeah. talking about last time I the, sent Rob the, I sent Rob on Instagram the new Mido GMT that was released yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Ocean Star right? I GMT? Said, I go hey take a look at this you're looking at what he didn't respond but he he's the one who's shopping well no he doesn't talk to me of course he why would why he why would he talk to you exactly uh, I'd be like have your daughter but captive. I sent him you the, have my daughter captive no I'm just kidding he, look at this watch <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the only way to get his but, attention. But I, I've sent him the regular, not the GMT, but the Ocean Star regular one. Yeah. And he really, really liked that one. I think that's well, he a didn't really good entry. Well, he's not going to respond to you. He doesn't, he doesn't respect you. He <laughs> I need to assert okay. more dominance. Yeah, Assert <laughs> dominance. <laughs> Next question. It's another, uh, I think, um, personal question. As what is a watch that every watch enthusiast should own at some point? I can answer quickly. Go. I think every single... Every single, I think, and I obviously it's you know I'm biased, but I think we'll every single the same answer. Every single watch enthusiast should own a Seiko diver. Oh, it's close. At some and, point, and me, it's any good Seikos. I had um, <laughs> everyone should own a Casio G-Shock. Oh yeah, or, or a Seiko That's automatic. A, yeah, my pick specifically would be an Alpinist, is what I said. But I think any Seiko automatic, yeah. So a Seiko yeah. diver, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Cool. Yeah. Quick one. Uh, uh, G-Shock is a good... Uh, I didn't think of this, but... Good question. Seiko Dive, yeah. Good question. Ew. That was easy and uh, yeah. quick. So next question, I'll ask a question said. and I'll give my answer first. Has Omega finally cut on Rolex? And uh, if we talk Speedmaster, no. If we talk about all the other Omega watches... <laughs> if we talk about all Shit. the other Omega watches, no. Uh, <laughs> Did you say that just because I am also here on the same podcast as you? Uh, no, the uh, only reason I'm saying that it's uh, Rolex, their marketing, the brand image, it's so much bigger than Omega. Is it really? Yeah. 100%. Or is it the perception? Like, the quality of watch, probably, but the brand itself, Rolex, is still, I, I feel, right. bigger than Omega in all levels. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think I don't. I agree with you. I don't think they caught Rolex yet, but they're closer. I think they're closer. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're getting closer. That that difference, that little buffer between them thank is, you, is, thank you to James is, Bond, is getting shorter and shorter. You know, yeah, I, they've been doing some pretty good marketing in the last 15 years, Omega. Now, ex- exactly that. You know, Omega, Omega used to be a cheap brand in the 60s, right? They were like Boulevard. Rolex the, as well. No, they weren't. That's <laughs> they were the thing. cheaper. No, but they, no, 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 no. They were not a cheap brand. Oh. Omega was a cheap brand. You <laughs> no, know, Mova, Movado, Movado, don't like in that the brand. 60s what did you call me was movado super high level super high quality How about and, Les Vado? but now because it's a it's a it's a cheaper brand people don't give it the respect it maybe deserves and a lot of people because they see the name omega you got to give it the respect 
you got to pay respects. And then when you look at Omega now, people go, oh, yeah, I can get myself an old Omega. But he's like, yeah, but the Omegas back then were just were cheap. Okay, stop shitting on my watch, in okay? In the 60s, you said. Your watch. No, but in the 60s, stop you it. said. Nine. It was a cheap Omega, right? What year is the Speedmaster no. stuff? <laughs> That's it. No, not the Speedmaster stuff? The program. What is the Speedmaster <laughs> stuff? <laughs> anyway, my, my, no, they did not. I okay. think that the Speedmaster, I think that the uh, Seamaster may have caught up. But when you look at, for example, the Constellation and the DeVille in their lineup, it's not near yeah, what Rolex offers for everything else. And I think that they, they're lacking on that front. Okay, but so it's a close. no. It's a no. no. And uh, Dima is going to say, yet. oh, for sure. Yeah, no, no, I already said. They're on their way. I, but I already yet. said that they, they, they did not catch okay. a Rolex yet. But, they, but, they but they made, it's closer and closer. But they made strides, man. I think the new years. releases, the new Speedmaster releases, just early this January. Guys, in the early 2000s. They gotten a lot, of, a lot closer to Rolex. Guys, in the early 2000s, Tag, for you listeners out there, Tag was having a moment. Tiger Woods is great. Tag is like right up there. They were competing with Omega at the time. Like now, look at that. Omega's like pew, skyrocketed. What is that sound they made? Uh, it's the, it's they the, skyrocketed. It's the, 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 sky, the rocket launch. That's, that's what a skyrocket sounds like. That's a spaceship. That's a spaceship breaking the speed barrier, the sound barrier. Yeah, it's very cool. So I think that no, they have not the short answer. Cool. Okay. Um, that was not short, but so yes. the next question might talk about speedmasters. I don't know. Um, what's a what's the most overhyped watch? Uh, like overall or recently? Overall, speedmaster is a good answer, but my answer is any yeah. Rolex over MSRP. <laughs> So every Rolex, <laughs> most so, Rolexes. Do, so do you guys have any brands? Let's start with brands. I think the, the, brands? the recent John Mayer G-Shock was quite overhyped. Given uh, <laughs> was so sad when oh, it came out. God, so disappointed. Oh, I mean, God. like it's a nice watch, but it was super overhyped. Like it, it's not a bad watch, I think, in, in, in general, but it was ridiculously overhyped because the, it was picked up by a famous... <laughs> I think overhyped watch, I had um, two. I'll go really high-end, uh, Submariner Hulk. I think it's overhyped. I think it's. Oh, you don't like it? No, I loved it, but it's overhyped. The price, the right. value that they oh, get. Oh, the value, it. yes. But any any and diver. I'll, and I'll give another one. I love it. I own two of them. Hulks? The, the, God damn. No, damn. no, no. The Seiko SKX. Oh, it's yeah. It's overhyped. Yes. It is a fan favorite. It's a neat. People love that fucking watch. It's a I shitty love watch. that watch, but it's not. It's overhyped. It's like, oh, no. And you see videos where they're like the Seiko SKX versus the Rolex Sub. You're like, are you serious right now? Just to do that, to do that video. Just, to, just hyped, to honestly, hyped. I completely agree with you. And to support that point is, I remember when we were asked, like, what's what everybody, what every watch enthusiast should have at some point. I said Seiko Diver. I yeah. specifically didn't say a Seiko yes, SKX yes, yes. because, as much as it's a nice watch, and I've owned this watch. It was oh. like one of my first watches. It is not a good quality watch, but it's hype. It's it a good hype, watch. Hype, hype. Good watch. Seiko overhyped. I totally agree with you. That was that was my overhyped. A lot of Seikos are overhyped, by the way. I agree. They cost a lot more money than they should. The Alpinist is overhyped a it's little overhyped. bit. Cool. Based on the new pricing, yes. And from a brand perspective, I had, uh, I had to say, like, I think Mont Blanc Longines. I think they were as brands overhyped. I, f- I find them a little overhyped. I think that sometimes I'm what like, what about Hublot? Uh, a little, uh, yeah, uh, unappreciated, yeah. <laughs> underappreciated. No, 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 unappreciated. unappreciated. Okay. <laughs> oh, poor Blue. Anyways, what is your answer? I said any Rolex over MSRP. That's my oh, answer. Yeah. Every Rolex. Any Rolex. Every, every Rolex. Any, is, any every Rolex, Rolex sports over watch. MSRP what's, is what's, over what's in the box next? What's, what's in the, the box? box? So let's say, on to counterpoint to that, it's not a question, but I'll, I'll ask it. Um, an underhyped watch. And Brand? I can I can answer two first. Yeah. It's um, 
any Grand Seiko under MSRP. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like, in you, general, any Grand Seiko is underhyped, right? So, like, Grand Seikos are it's funny. fantastic. Yeah, they, we they, didn't they talk. lose so much value that you have a lot of watches in the used market. We, I would, didn't, uh, talk, we didn't talk about, we didn't talk before. My brand here was, like, Grand Seikos themselves. Yeah. Mine actually was a Seiko as well, but I think yeah. that uh, recently one? released 62 Mass. Oh, yeah. It was a very quiet release. Like, it wasn't very in your face. I think it had to compete but with But then the, it grew over the year and then became a big thing, right? Everything is sold out now. But when Bay. it started, I remember like last year, maybe like in the middle of the year, we were looking at those watches and they're like wild, easily available. And it was quite quiet. Like I didn't hear anywhere in the news about them so much. But then they became very big. Yeah. Okay, so, so that was, that was my Seiko, watch. Seiko, Grand Seiko. From a brand perspective. Grand Seiko. Seiko. Yeah, no, no. I also had another one. And it was a watch that I own. And I really want to say it's underhyped. Because you own it and you want it to go like nope, more value. Not at all. But I think that uh, I, I, when I put it on, I was like, um, you, "Did you feel pretty?" No, I felt like a princess. <laughs> but I, I really was like, "Fuck, man, this this, this isn't where I parked this, my car." <laughs> yeah. So when Kevin parked my car, Kevin was he's putting his watch on. He's like, "Fuck, man." Okay, let's uh, let's <laughs> let wait, it finish. Wait, no. When I put on the my Stova, my Marine Classic, one of your Stovas, I was like, the quality. The amount, no, no, but seriously, the attention to detail and the price that you pay for that watch, it is bar none. And I think that that they're underestimated and they're not, uh, you know, they're not spoken of too much. They don't hype them up too much. Stova is like this a little under the radar. And it goes for those bigger brands too. I think like you look at Glashute, original, you look at Jaeger Le Coutre, Zenith. These are brands that are a little bit less popular than like the Breitlings, the Omegas. Breitling. But... They're solid, man. You look at what Glashut can offer you as a watch or Jaeger Le Coutre. Anyway, to me, uh, those the my I would say Grand Seiko as a brand and my Stova Marine Classic as a as a watch itself. Underhyped. Cool. Under so uh, cool, 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 Grand cool. Seiko and everything else that Kevin said, we don't give it. <laughs> so uh, next question is going to be soundbite. It's really personal. It depends on everyone. Uh, perfect size when you're buying shopping for a watch for you. Uh, let's go, Kevin. You first. How many inches, Kevin? 39, 39 millimeters. So you're aiming for 39? 39. Like for, for me, it's a range. 39, 42. 39, 42. Yeah. Like depending on, on the style of the watch and all those things. So it's a range for me. I put but, 40 to 42. But remember, the a number that people forget when you're shopping is not only the diameter, it's the lug to lug. If you're only looking at the diameter... It's not only the length, it's the girt itself. Man, you must have a lot of friends, eh? You're so, <laughs> so anal. Lug to lug, guys. Don't forget that because sometimes it can help with the, uh, with the appearance cool. of the watch. Next question. Now we'll be able to talk a bit about this one. Um, favorite favorite style or type of watches? We'll talk about it. Me, diver, easy. Yeah, easy. Diver, sports watch. Boom. Wow. Okay. Next Boom. Question. Next question. <laughs> Boom. Diver. Next. Well, why? why? Why diver? Versatile. Boom. Same. This <laughs> is like done. Same. Conversation Next. over. I mean, honestly, versat- versatility is one of the main factors. Uh, strap monsters a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. Bracelet, NATO straps, leather yeah. straps, whatever. Wear Vintage, it, new. Any occasion, in any single situation, swimming with it. Like it's just. Yeah, earlier we decided. It's an everywhere. Quite, earlier we decided with a tux is good. So. It's an everywhere watch. Yeah, okay. That's so why. I don't have the same answer as you guys. A nice no? diver what is. is pro- no, no, no. You I like clocks. You no, like clocks. No, he likes a field or khaki watch. A kind no, of like, I, I like field watches. I, I put my CWC, Murph, my Ranger. Well, when you're it's homeless. Like half of my collection are field watches. Because you're always outside. When he's living in you're a always bridge. in the field. You live under a bridge. Yeah. You, need you need a these, field uh, watch. You need a field watch. But living in the field. Well, I, I, I want to ask you something. Then. You have um, a meadow, meadow watch? 
I want to ask you something, guys. Uh, no, as, please. As, it wasn't always field watches. When I started looking into watches, it was Chrono. Yeah, right? yeah and yeah, I like could cool. not deal with divers. And, and to me, and I always it, asked it, you. I was like, you were very it chrono evolves. Your car yeah, guy, right? it evolved to field watches, and it stayed. And while what, what is it about field watches you like? I'm serious. I'm curious. It's like um, legibility. It's, yeah, easy to read. It's in my head. That's what a watch looked like. They're more tooly, right? Also, yeah. military, like, 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 if you like more military. Rain, if you look at the, inspire, the, the, the Ranger say. I have, is like an Explorer, right? I have right. a twelve, a three, a six, and nine. It's really clear. They're perfect size most of the time, and they don't give you too much information if you don't need to. Um, Just the time, but yeah. like you said, it's very traditional watchmaking, right? It's for me. It's like the okay. image of a watch in my head is that. Like when I think of a watch, I don't think of like a chrono. Right, it could be a diver, but most of the time divers are still easy to read. Okay, interesting. Uh, and but still loving the, those filled watches. For now, they're my favorite style of watch. I grew to love the divers, I'll, to the point to buying a Pelagos. And yeah, and I think for what is your favorite day, watch that you own right now? Well, I'm still in honeymoon phase with my new Chrono, so. <laughs> uh, but the Pelagos is up there uh, for sure. The Ranger too, and I don't love Tudor. If anyone is asking. <laughs> So, I th- I think that what what I like about a diver is that um, you have so many variants that you can do to a diver. It has its own category. It's like, oh, this is a diver that has a chrono. This is a diver with yeah. a GMT. This is a diver with this. And diver is just such its own grouping to yeah. me. But, Dimo, you were not the diver when you first started looking to watches, right? No, he's an idiot. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> no, on, no, no. On that note, but actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. I will. Uh, I demand a response. <laughs> I demand satisfaction. I demand satisfaction. But uh, I do actually. I did actually want to ask you guys a question because, what do you no. think of uh, dress watches in general? Because I, I, I do love dress watches. I'd like because they're very, very elegant, and I find that's a cool <laughs> so watch. Here's, here's my here's my answer about dress watch, and it's it's a stupid answer. Of course it is. I mean, I don't expect much more from you. Good, because you you will be very happy with my answer. Dress washes to be are like fish when you're cooking fish. <laughs> well, wow, that's an interesting analogy. I'm sure I like no, to know where no, it goes. No, it's it's either when when fish is done right, it's fucking great. It's delicious. But if it's overcooked or undercooked, straight straight to jail? Jail. it sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. It's straight to jail. Exactly. Straight but to jail. Can it be undercooked because sushi is like non-cooked? No, but that's done right. Sashimi is perfectly, it's perfectly fresh, perfectly cut. But did it have I, to be a fish analogy? Like, could it have been like something fuck, else? Guys, guys. Pastries, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't have to be a food analogy. The, to- the tolerance, I think. Okay, so it, you're saying that the dress, high, low, dr- low tolerance for mistakes. Exactly. If a dress watch is done right, it's amazing. But I also think that the tolerance to do it is not great. I think a diver's watch, right. what it allows you to do is to flirt with the specs to say, "I like to flirt." My fucking diver is 500 meters. Look at the water resist. The water resist. But look the, at the thickness. Look at the. We're gonna put a ceramic. This. We're gonna put a um, titanium. Anti, that and anti-reflective. This. I got you. You can make it more tooly, and you can you can mess with the specs. Right. There's more but room a dress watch for is like, experimenting, right? But a dress watch is like it has to look good, right? And that's all you got. But consider consider a the good specs dress can't watch. Help you like a good dress watch. They could be also super versatile. Or they could just look like every other fucking dress watch out there. Well, I mean, you can't say that about any watch in general. Then they but, just. They but just, yes, and no, because they have specs that accompany. They have specs that accompany it. Right. The dress watch doesn't. It's just there's the specs don't feed it as much as a right. diver yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, okay, You'd be it. attracted to a diver because they're like, man, those specs. But a dress watch. But a dress watch. But a dress watch. You're not like, no, if man, if the specs on this dress no, watch. If you're like, if you're unsure with a dress watch, add a tourbillon. But but 
but you know, you have to go to those lengths to really stand out. Yeah. GLC master control, Kevin, moon phase. Well, yes or no? You just went with a fucking moon phase, <laughs> Jaeger Lukut. Yeah, of course. Is but, that, no, I don't think so. And, and you know, guys, the, the, no. the market out there, when you look at the Kickstarters and these micro brands, they, they really feed off that because they're, they're focused on, oh, fuck, another dress, another, uh, no, sorry, another diver. And even in our prediction episode, it was like, oh, shit, another diver. At one point, it's like, stop with the divers, guys. Stop it, guys. Stop it, guys. Stop it. Enough. Stop it. Oh, my God. You're yes. so bad. You're so bad. Stop it. Oh my God. I no. even right now. <laughs> that in court on a don't transcript do it. doesn't sound right. Yeah. Oh, God, stop. No, stop, no. don't. Oh. Don't do it. <laughs> Straight to jail. Right it's to jail. hurting me. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Fa- favorite watch era and why? I'll go to the last question and feed off of it. I said divers. And so the favorite era to me would have to be the 50s. Ocean exploration? The 50s. The Columbus times? Yes. They came out, the 53, you came out with Blancpain, the Rolex Mariner, the Zodiac, 53 skin diver. It's like the bird of the divers. <laughs> Doxa, the Panerai cases that carried, Squally came out with, not Squally, but they provided cases for Blancpain and other divers. Um... I have to go with the 50s because of the divers, uh, the diver, uh, how can I say, inspiration. That's my call. I like, I love that. And also, when you're shopping for vintage watches, fuck, they're small when they get to dress watches. But the divers are tolerable because they're at 37, 38. And that's like, oh, my God, that's such a huge watch for the time. So Maybe people get, were smaller back then. They were smaller. Like yeah. like, like the, like the, the Bibble Baggins and Bro, stuff. I was in the south of France. <laughs> And, and walking through the like stairs. Like yesterday? Like, you fancy you? I'm, I'm walking through the stairs. a private jet? Dude, I'm walking in these houses and the stairs are all like super tight. I'm like, yeah, people are wide. Even people steps, smaller. when you walk on steps, like their feet were smaller. What? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, steps. But, but to me, <laughs> second floor? Floor? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Walking? You came from uh, a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is asphalt. Where I come from. It's just gray. Gray. Default um, colors. Okay, we're interrupting oh, my, my, a my, lot this episode. My favorite great too. We're much less intoxicated than usual. But maybe that's um, why we're ripping into each other maybe, so much more. Yeah. Maybe. But ultimately I think that that uh decade offered uh such a revolution in terms of dive watches. And I think that's why I like them. I think that and also they're just so different from every dress watch kind of looks the same after a while. It's like a gold this, gold yeah. that, these numerals. Dive watches. That's what rich people say all the time, eh? Dive watches, I think, have such versatility. I'm going with the 50s. I would go the same era, but the Chronos. The 50s Chronos. Yeah, like the first Chronos, the first like uh, the it's it's the the first the first the El Primero time the like the, the, the Pogue so, time. Yeah. Well, that started with the 50s and and yeah, you know that that's got the R and D. That's why he's like you know the, the, working on the yeah the R and D. Like the, the the guy who came out with the idea it was in the 50s, but then they only made them in the 60s. So like the Pogue, the El Primeros. The Hoyers. The yeah, Pokings. like this is for me the the best time because I I love all of those watches are. Fantastic. I agree. Um, for me, it's any era that the size fit. <laughs> uh, no, but joke aside, uh, I think 70s uh, for the color scheme on a lot of watches. And we see right now a lot of um, re-edition that I love. Yeah. Uh, like if you just quickly like the middle decompression, the color scheme on it, I really like that. The uh, Tudor Heritage Chrono, like the matte blue, matte like green. Uh, even the uh, Call of Brooker that I bought, the subdial, the matte blue and the matte red. It's from the 70s. I really love those color schemes. 
And in 70s, more chances that it fits my Garth Brooker is a 40 millimeter um, chrono. So that's for me, it's 70s more. Nice. You know, the thing is that when you look at vintage watches, they, they've they made it to now. But the materials they may not... You take, for example, your Speedmaster or you take, for example, your two-door Pelagos. That'll fucking make it to your grand, grand, grandkids if it wanted to. The materials are so good right now. Yeah. The steel in my old Omegas, for example, <laughs> doesn't compare to your fucking Omega Speedmaster. And if you have your, a- your Omega Speedmaster can make it to your kids, kids, kids... Yeah, like easily the the, uh, the quality yeah, of the if steel. Buy, if you buy a Bramon, you die from the plane crash, but not your watch. It's, it's insane. <laughs> the quality of the steel now is just—it's not yeah. the same. You get these rope; they're so robust. That's why they're so expensive. <laughs> so, um, next one is going to be a AF uh, soundbite answer. Favorite brand? Seiko. Hundred percent Seiko. Seiko. Bretling. Uh, no, I'm joking. It's Tudor. It's Tudor. <laughs> it is Tudor. Tudor. I was laughing. I was like, no, no. Carl's going to say Tudor. But that's was like, like Britling. Seiko. I, I, I got to yeah. say Seiko uh, because it's just... Versatile? It's it's yeah. versatile. You can get anything from Seiko. Any History. And especially if you're a watch enthusiast that's just starting their collection, you, you will not be venturing into extremely expensive watches unless you're like a, a son of a multi-billionaire, like a millionaire or billionaire. You'll probably start your collection with a bunch of Seikos. And you can find any style of a watch from Seiko, and that they're good quality watches as well. So, uh, it's um, it's um, it's it's. I think it's it's in the fa- it's a fantastic brand, and they have a, a lot of history. Anybody who likes watches should have a Seiko. So, next question. Um, that's once again, it's a, a personal question. But wait, wait, did we finish Kevin, the one about Seiko? Did, did Kevin answer the question yet? I don't think Kevin answered yet. No, I said, I, I, I said Seiko. Seiko. Oh, Seiko. I thought I'd stop talking. You talked, and it was like, next question. You have yeah. to think it's about Seiko, and, and just yeah, tell us. the one consideration. You know what I that. think? No. You know what I always say? Tell us, Kevin. You get into Seiko, they can There's offer some you something at 100 bucks, and they can offer you something up to 6,000, 7,000 bucks. And then you can get into Grand that, Seiko. There's Seikos at $6,000? Yeah, they have spring drive Seikos. Yeah, yeah. You have a Marine Master. Yeah, the Marine Master. You get like five, six grand. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? They're just grand Seiko. And, and, and the chapter ring is misaligned. It's misaligned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think so. Probably. But I've probably, seen, I, dude, probably, it's probably I've, misaligned. I've seriously seen watches from Seiko. They go, this is a good one because there's no chapter ring, so it won't be misaligned. <laughs> well, that's the 60s like, to mass oh, release. Oh my God, exactly. That's why. That's Precisely. why it's so popular. It's like, thank God you can't misalign this thing. But I think what Seiko does there. is that it puts you through this journey where you can get something that you'll like and it comes with enough of a, a brand power and collective you know, love for the brand. So to me, uh, yeah, the, the Seiko is, uh, is that, you know, that's why it's the best brand to me. Can I go to the next question now? I didn't even listen to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just Next question. Fe, what is your grail? I'm using, uh, well, we're talking about watches, not the... Um, yeah. Just, we're talking about yes we are talking about watches I'll go yes. first <laughs> so my first grail would be an FP Jaune classic chronometre blue tantalum so it's cool. made it's made of tantalum which is the atomic element 73 the whole movement is made of 18 karat gold um, yeah uh, I think the reference is 1304CS39TABL that watch is like uh, 100 grand <laughs> But it is. It's okay. My grail. Okay, so this is not uh, the attainable grail question. No, 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 no. That grail. comes after. Yeah, this is yeah. my grail. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's just incredible watchmaking to me. <clears throat> Carl, I already talked about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is that? Which which uh, which Casio is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
Prosecco. Non. Euh... <rire> 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 euh, c'est un vacheron Constantin historique quand de vache 1955. Oh, you. Uh, depends on what's uh, steel uh, or uh, gold. <laughs> depends on what currency. Platinum. So if it's steel, it's fifty thousand dollars, but they go all the way to a hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so yeah, it's just I don't know. It's like the perfect. What work. what speaks out to you about that watch? The price. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I really don't know. I look at a lot of really high end watches. I, I Patek Philippe. Most of them I can't. I just they no? don't talk to me for some reason. What about a Nautilus? Not Nautilus. No. No. Not the, the styling of those things. I, I don't. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> If But they release the stainless steel, eh? That's what I was saying in the uh, 2021. Um, I, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, that's what I was saying. I, so I, we all I, like, I was like, I want those big brands to go with steel cases, right? To just drop down a bit of the pricing that could be more interesting. Maybe. You Making know, sell. plastic and quartz. <laughs> yeah. Yes. More attainable. Uh, but yeah, Vacheron Constantin, uh, I like the, the lugs, the Conde Vache on the, um, the watch. The uh, lugs are They're really awesome, interesting right? and they don't too much out there, right? They don't... Um, like poke your eyes they're really right. subtle but still different and it the kernel function and everything the watch is really nice a beautiful uh, white dial I wouldn't go with um, a darker version of it and they offer it in st stainless steel yeah that's uh, for me it's a big 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 plus it's a nice watch so yeah Vacheron Constantin Interesting. Yeah, Vache, no, for me at least Yeah, interesting. I have I have a lot actually. And when you started like, saying, go for it. He's like, here's my top 10. <laughs> when you started saying, when you started saying, when you started saying, Vacheron Constantin historic, I'm like, oh, he's about Grand to American say, he's about to say what I want to say. Uh, uh, but no. no, but you kind of changed it. But I, I love the, I love Corn de Vache as well. But I think I want to, I'm really crushing on historic American. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such a cool, there's a cool story behind it. It's a cool design. It's a very unique looking watch. It makes me think a little bit of your Panerai in terms of the shape, the size of the... Sh the, the it's like a dress case. watch, but it's a big watch, right? Yeah, cushion case. And uh, I really like that one. But I also have like, you know, like I love the datograph and Langenzana. That Sam is, and Dial Torino. It is, that oh my that? God, that's such a good watch. <laughs> Not necessarily a Sam and Dial, yeah. but I'll get a... I just get a regular, you know, like a basic datograph. The basic. The basic. <laughs> basic one, yeah. What's, what's uh, the price of a basic one? It's, it's still like $100,000. So basic. Um, it's yeah. It, yeah, basic. It's a. But I also have a bunch of GLCs on my list, right? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, like a bunch. I was like, which one? All of them. They are, <laughs> honestly, man, I, I, I think I, I would love to get my hands on a, a, a sector dial at some point. And the sector dial from a GLC would be fantastic. I like the master control. I love the uh, reverso. <laughs> I love the Polaris. I like the memo box. Yeah, but they're not grilled. <laughs> they, they, they is, uh, well. Oh, talking yeah, about but, like something but, that yeah, it's you hard. You win, you know. You get that watch, you win. Like you, you drop the mic, you go like <laughs> about. I mean, out, I'll know? be honest. One of my grail watches is the GMT Master Two Pepsi. Yeah, that's a grail. It's watch. difficult yeah, to attain, but I I want to have it at some point in my yeah. life. Like it's. Do we have a Vacheron Constantin in Montreal? An AD? Sure. Je te dis Oh yeah, I forgot second floor. I'm not rich enough to go to the second floor. We so have everything here except Audemars. We have Langenzahn, Vacheron at Chateau de Bois. We have Patek at the um, at, at Kaufman, uh, Kaufman but we don't have AP. Yeah. Of those big brands or other ones. Guys, we don't have Moritz Grossman. We don't have Urban Jurgensen. We don't have, yeah, you know, yeah. but... I, I just forgot I wasn't rich enough to go to the uh, Vacheron Constantin floor. The holy... <laughs> I, I would say the holy trinity plus a Langenzahn because to me, Langenzahn should be up there. Yeah. Okay. But we have a Langenzahn. Cool, yeah, cool, have, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. So next question is pretty much the same thing from the same person. Uh, but it's the uh, obtainable grill. Me, it's quite easy. I had uh, two, <laughs> but I had the Bulgari Octo Finissimo. You're looking, if you want Gerald Genta, you want 
really great watchmaking. You have an incredible timepiece with the Octofinissimo. I just figured something. I always talk about cars. You talk about space and trains in every episode. I think oh, even it's Joel Genta. All the episodes, you say that name at least twice. But I, I, I also drop that name all the time because I... Have I, I I'm thinking... Have, all the time. Uh, all the time. No, you don't. Uh, uh, oh, yes. I don't think you do. Oh, yes. I'm doing the post-production every episode. <laughs> I, want, I want you to listen to every episode again. Yeah, yes. please. Go and home. Sh- and show me the time in every episode that I, listen, I mentioned Joe. But I, I want to report on you listening to every yeah. single episode all over again. But anyway, I, you're, you're but saying... I, but the last one, so Bulgari Octofinismo, I think that is an attainable uh, uh, grail. But to me... And it's a grail for you, eh? I think the yeah I'm looking at about 20k so I think oh, that the the other attainable grail you sell like half of your collection for that the other attainable grail uh, no but I sell most of my collection I could get it the <laughs> other attainable grail which I think would be would be the Blancpain 50 fathoms I think I would uh, they're like 20 to 50 right no they're about 17,000 Canadian plus taxes 20 so no I was no, right. no 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 brand new with taxes <laughs> yeah you went between 17 18,000 for uh, you can get it used, lightly you, used for about 14,000. Yeah, you have uh, 17,000 in your hand and you could get a Rolex. Do you go with the Blancpain first? Blancpain is to me, it's levels above Rolex. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a Rolex, even the Daytona, the Blancpain 50 Fathoms is to me. But do they keep their value like other? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't buy it for the value keeping at that point. I'd buy it because I, I really love that watch and what it represents. I think the Blancpain 50 Fathoms is it, yeah. And Bulgari Octofinismo, I think, is just the fucking watchmaking, man. Jesus. They bought Gerald Genta's itself, but like you're talking about the thinnest watch, platinum rotor. Like it is a lot of watch. So thin that you can snap like a cracker. No, it's insane, dude. <laughs> obtainable um, grill, uh, do you Obtainable, I'll, ma- I'll name two. I, I really want to have the Omega Seamaster 300M at some point, uh, the wave dial. Very tenable. You can it just... is absolutely, and it's it, it's you know similar priced as my Speedmaster, so it's super attainable, and it's a. I think to me this is the ultimate diver. I would not probably want to buy another diver. I would probably still buy another. Diver. I'm lying, but I would. This is to me like an, one of the ultimate divers. I love everything about that watch, and it's a diver that kind of also looks nice uh, dressed up. So like we were talking about the, the yeah. taxes, right? Yeah. You can you can get away with wearing this with a suit, and the other one is. For me, uh, the, the, there's there are two ultimate dress watches. The ultimate for me uh, dress watch number one is the Datejust. I would I'm gonna have I'm I'm going to own a Datejust at some point. This is for sure. Most likely a vintage one with like a blue dial. I'm crushing on those, and I will have for sure a GLC Master Control at some point. A sector dial. Those are nice objectives. Yeah, <laughs> those are attainable. Yeah, those yeah. are like I, I could buy them if I had the money. I could buy them tomorrow. So this is if I have the money, I can buy anything tomorrow as well. No, but I think what but he's I mean, saying like is in that the, it's a yeah, reasonable amount, market price, like a good price. It right? won't bankrupt him, and uh, you don't know that. Like no, but I mean <laughs> no, yeah. but it's true, it's true. I actually live with my car, uh, <laughs> but I have my Speedmaster. <laughs> but I like yes, like I would not buy uh, a GMT Master Two Pepsi uh, f- from a gray market yeah. because I am not going to overpay like double. Right, that doesn't make any sense to me. Cool. Uh, for me, attainable grill. I'll be quick on that. Uh, same as previous. No, <laughs> Just, uh, you're always quick. Um, the special um, thing. I think like it could be a grill and an attainable grill because there's like fifty percent difference in the range, to 150 Gs, but um, it changed often. So I think right now any really like cool or, or let's say nice um, Grand Seikos. Like I really want the um, 
SBGJ239. So do I, dude? It's like $10,000. So it's so, uh, do I. so for me, it's like a, a thimble grill. I think if I can get that like $10,000 Seiko that I love, it's a, it's a big watch for me at least. It's an investment. You must really love Seiko to get that. And, yep. and you know what? I, I had said it before. My I want a grand. I want a spring drive. Yeah. In my collection, more than the high beat, more than the uh, their manual wine or their automatic. I want that fucking spring drive in my collection. Cool. Uh, we have three questions left, and they need to all be sound bite. Okay. Let's go uh, quick. So, favorite Seiko. For me, it's easy. I'm crushing on the 62 mass editions right now. I yeah. want to get one of those. My Seiko Pogue. F- fair enough. Fair enough. You have it. Uh, for me, it's any Alpinist. Any Alpinist? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But wait, wait. The <laughs> Alpinist, the Alpinist with a compass, or the Alpinist, the new versions without a compass. Did you hear what I said? I said any, Alpinist. Any Alpinist. <laughs> no, but I'm curious between the two. It doesn't matter. If of all the but you Alpinist have no preference. You get, which one would you get? The gray with the compass. With the compass, okay. yeah, like yeah. mine, with the um, which cyclops color? or not? No cyclops. No cyclops. So like which mine, color? Green, blue, gray. Mm. Probably green. Green, okay, yeah. like mine. So the one that he has. Yeah, mine, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously he has all the, the Sarb zero one seven. He has all the yeah. <laughs> For the listeners out there, Sarb zero one seven. You don't have to say like mine next time because you have okay, okay. all the watches. <laughs> no. Um, first watch-related book uh, to buy to help you fuel interest in oh. the watch game. Soundbite. What's in the book? Um, two what? Two books. If you've never read a book about watches, I suggest A Man and His Watch by Matt Haverick. Or uh, Hranik, a lot of fun. Takes different watches, writes a story about why that watch is good. And then if you've already been in the hobby for a bit, I say get into the wristwatch handbook, a complete guide to mechanical wristwatches by Ryan Schmidt. That one gets you into like, oh, what's a tourbillon? How does it work? What's this movement? How does it work? What's a power reserve? What's a this? Like, it's a little bit more detailed if you're into that. So that's uh, that to me is uh, the books. A man and his watch for me. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was so a very it's for the stories because I like the stories. So, I mean, I always like the stories, uh, so, so this one was so very interesting. Given for was me. the uh, why things work that way for me, it's no, I said both. I said yeah, the, um, um, the uh, wristwatch annual guide. Oh, very that's good. A, yeah, a, yeah, 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 that's a good so, choice. So that's you can choice. literally like see most of the offering on the market for that's that. A good particular but that's and you don't need to read too much. To me. Yeah. yeah, but if it yeah. if it's to fuel an interest, at least you can guide. Hey, see what you like, dude. I'm not judging. I have every one of them since 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I also own one of those. And yeah. It's it's a good choice. Cool. So next question. Finally, I think last, it's the last question. Last question. Oh boy. Soundbite, if possible. Uh, yes. No. Which what Fire. watch you Fire. shouldn't have bought or like uh, a regret? What are your regrets? What is one of your regrets? One of your many regrets, Kevin? I too. <laughs> I have so many regrets. So mostly regrets. <laughs> Whole life is it? Um, I too that I want to share that um, one was probably my Tiso banana. So oh, I remember that one. Watch that looked like a Frank just with a name like that. It's really, but the reason why is because that really it was a, like an impulse buy. Never wore that, it. That's like a Salvador Dali uh, style watch. Frank Mueller, very Frank Mueller. And Salvador Dali is a bit more one, famous. I, I, I bought this great Siga anti Apple iWatch. You know, you don't wear it at all. I'm I wear that. No, that was good. No, but I bought one after that kind of looked like a Richard Mill. I had this like a Siga Richard mid-looking thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, one yeah. I never wore. I ended up selling it, but um, Siga had some good one. I got a Red Dot Award for that anti-Apple I watch, which was unique enough, but the other one looked too much like a Richard Mill. Those were my regrets because it was like I bought it. I was like, oh, my God, I was so into it, and then I just it was a, never no, but wore it. No, but it was a cool, it. it was a cool. I had a similar cool. answer that you used. It's funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing. I bought a watch. It was it's really nice. It's it's cool. Is that a pillow glass? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I love the watch, and it, it introduced me to dress watches, but I just don't wear it. It's my Frederic Constant classic. Oh yeah, I it's really a cool like watch. Like watch. I I don't regret per se buying it, but maybe I should shouldn't have. Right, right. just don't wear it. I bought right, it. Right, 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 like right. it's probably the most well, expensive dress. watch I ha- you don't I dress, own. Like you don't per dress like minutes wear. Right, <laughs> wear, right. So yeah, I would. It I, looks so nice on that leather green yeah. strap that you put. It's on a before. beautiful watch. It's it beautiful. just I don't wear beautiful. it at all. So. The uh, bracelet is excellent on that watch. Yes, but I don't. Like, I, I, yeah, the bracelet is really excellent. Not for me. The end link, end link are not my. I prefer that watch on the leather strap as well. So for me, I think it's pretty quick, and I think this is my Bambino that I purchased. It was very early. It's, it's actually my first <laughs> by a Speedmaster. It made him realize how much he loves Jaja Lecoud Master Controllers. I mean, look, uh, it Give was eight thousand dollars. <laughs> very early into my uh, in, uh, watch enthusiast, let's say, obsession. I, uh, I I bought I, I was still into Bauhaus styles and I bought like the the Bambino version and it's the Bambino version uh, Bambino V2 version three, which is like the most Bauhaus of them all. So it doesn't have any uh, numbers. It's just the the, the markings on the dial. I, I didn't and like everything's that rectangular. version as much. No, yeah. I didn't. The version two had more like these Dauphine hands, while the version three yes. had these like square hands. Right? And I I liked it when I bought it, but yeah. because my watch enthusiasm, like interest in watches, grew so quickly. I think I've only liked it for about a month. And then after that, I'm like, I'm going to put it for sale. Funny anecdote. He remember buying it. He was like, oh, look at this. I was like, fuck, it's nice. And then we went to his house and he was like, yeah, I want that Rolex now. <laughs> like, like, was like, boom. I was like, yeah, yeah. that'll happen. I've owned it. I think I owned happen. it for about a year, yeah. but I probably wore it for like three months maybe. And then I'm like, and then I bought the SKX and I'm like, yeah, I'm just wearing the SKX now. Yeah. Even to work, I was wearing my SKX. Yeah. Cool guys. What, what about guys? you? I already said, for the constant, you don't listen. God damn it. No, I don't listen. It just, yeah, it just, it just goes over. It just goes, just you, goes you exposed my... Uh, over his head. <laughs> Weakness. So, guys, I think it was a really fun episode. We had a bunch of questions, about 20 or so. We're shitting uh, a lot on each other. Thanks this for one, sending eh? it, guys, in the mailbox. No, what's in the box? Mailbag, you said earlier. It's mailbox. <laughs> it's mailbag. No, you said mailbag before. Guys. So, God, stop lying. Let's unwind this. Guys, if you're uh, interested, please send us your suggestions. Uh, big Black Clock. Official? Yeah, Big Black It Clock is pretty official. official. Quite official. It's our Instagram. Yeah, very official. BlueBlackClockTeam at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions. Nudes. If we missed any of those answers, please send us what you had as a different opinion. We'd love to hear from it and we'll talk about it in the next podcast. For Carl, send over your dick pics, full nudes this year. We're trying to be a little bit classier. For Dimitri, send him your money, your Bitcoin, your GameStop, Reddit suggestions. Give me your, give me your uh, stock suggestions, like the GameStop, like the AMC. Just I need, I need to know what to buy into. Yeah. And then for me, you know, send me all your questions about watches. We're having a great time here. Again, guys, it's a tough time. Be safe. Be good to each other. For all you people out there shopping for watches eternally like me, happy hunting. You can find us on YouTube as well. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>